Do you like Ice Nine Kills? Very much so. The answer in the music video is not really. (laughs) I don't care. I want to gush about this band. So we've never talked about Ice Nine Kills yet. Mm Mm-hmm. So, which is commendable for both of us, especially for me. Well, yeah. That I haven't, on our horror podcast, mentioned Ice Nine Kills. Mm -hmm. Um, We've only had one instance where we've brought them up, at least peripherally, is on the way on our outro for our It episode. Um, The music, if you were confused, uh, is the uh, introduction of Ice Nine Kills' song, It Is The End, which is based on It. Mm-hmm. Now, Ice Nine Kills is uh, it's a metalcore band, so if that's not your thing, um, I, there there are other good things about it, so just bear with us. And they do have a few acoustic versions they of do. their songs, which are very easy sells for people who aren't necessarily into metalcore, but do still like the mm-hmm. vibe they're, they're going for. And there's songs on that same album that are not as heavy. Yes. Which is, they knew exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So Ice Nine Kills... Um, I don't know if you even know this, but the name comes from a uh, Kurt Vonnegut story about a uh, chemical called Ice-9 that um, instantly freezes all liquid. So oh, it wow. is used in warfare to basically just freeze like the liquid inside of a human body. So oh, with the name, you can kind of think that um, the band members fucking huge nerds. Oh, yeah. And they are. Especially the lead singer and kind of mastermind of the whole band, Spencer Charnas, who uh, I just want to be. Mm-hmm. He's got the best life. I, he's great. I admire him so much. <laughs> um, I mean, we even talked about it when we watched the video yesterday. I'm like, he's handsome. He has a band. He makes songs about horror movies. He gets to go to movie premieres and be friends with Dead Meat and just get to have the best horror fan life ever. Mm-hmm. He got he got to go to the hotel that The Shining was based on, have an yeah. acoustic concert, and then spend the night there with a bunch of fans. I'm like, I fucking love That's that. So That's cool. my dream. That's the dream I want to have for this podcast. Oh yeah. So, um, Spencer Charnas, the band is from uh, Salem, Massachusetts, because they're fucking creepy. They gotta be creepy. They gotta be from somewhere uh, creepy. So they they actually are from Boston, but they based themselves in Salem. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I first heard about them when I went to go see uh, my favorite band, Motionless and White, when I was in high school. Uh, I saw them at the bottom lounge, uh, coincidentally, with uh, New Year's Day. It was right after mm. I discovered New Year's Day. Love um, New Year's Day. We really like New Year's Day. Uh, <laughs> but the op- but, so, like, Motionless was the headliner. They had uh, three opening bands, and, like, the normally the opening opening, like, the first band normally, like, plays, like, the least amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that band was Ice Nine Kills. It was uh, 2015 era Ice Nine Kills, which meant that they had like two and a half to three albums already done. Uh, they weren't really popular yet, uh, but they had written every trick in the book because they had their first single, um, Me, Myself, and Hyde, already out. I don't okay. remember them playing it, but apparently they did. Uh, it stuck with me. I'm like, oh, they're pretty good. You know, I, I remember the name and like their vibe. I remember passing by their merch table and they had like Jason on some of their merch. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like they're into horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that December, I saw them back in, in February in like the summer, like late July or early August. 
um, I'm like scrolling through Facebook and there's an ad, like for Fearless Records, which is the the album the the Perfect label that company. Motionless was on at the time, and and Ice Nine Kills was on it as mm-hmm. well. And so I was like, hey, you like Fearless? Here's a band that just like released new music, and I still get those all the time. And uh, it was a ad for their music video that had just come out for their upcoming album. And, well, the song was Community of the Cursed, which was off of their upcoming album, Every Trick in the Book. Mm-hmm. And pretty much all that the description said was, Ice Nine Kills upcoming Every Trick in the Book. This is the music video for Community of the Cursed, which is based on The Exorcist. And I'm like, all right, I'll bite. I listened to it, and it was just like a 20-second like clip of the song. Mm-hmm. And it's the beginning of the song through the breakdown, the beginning breakdown. You've heard the song, obviously. Yeah. I don't know if you listen to that album as much. I as don't listen to it as much, but I have heard it It's not as good, but the song, my favorite songs on that are like fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so every trick in the book is an album that is all based on... The, all the songs are based on books. Most of them are some horror or thriller, like, therefore equivalent. Um, and they are... I'm, I'm trying to do it off the top of my head. It's based on Animal Farm, The Exorcist, uh, Dracula, Alive, which is about the uh, um, uh, Paraguayan or, like... Uh, South American rugby team that crashed in the Andes and committed cannibalism to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Um, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. I know I'm already going to forget one, but like Carrie is Carrie one. Is one. Carrie's the one I yeah. remember the yeah, most. Carrie is one. Um, I feel like such an idiot. I don't know. I literally listened to it <laughs> on the way up here. I mean, go check it out. The, the album is good, or even, I mean, even just go on the Wikipedia to like look at the songs that they do. Mm-hmm. Because what's awesome about them is not only are they awesome songs, but if you know the material, like there's a lot of references and like kind of like plays on words that like yeah. you'll get if you know it. Um, like particularly, like obviously, The Exorcist is a very famous movie. Like a lot of these books are like also movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the music videos for all of these songs, namely The Exorcist, it's just a micro version of whatever movie or book that is. Yeah. Starring the band. Um, and that music video for Community of the Curse blew my mind. The song was amazing, and I couldn't wait to listen to the album. I got it for Christmas. I played it all the time. Um, and it wasn't until, like, maybe a year later that I got to see them again. And by that time... I knew they were making new music. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was about, but I was like, wouldn't it be awesome if like they made an album about horror movies? And then about three months later, they dropped um, The American Nightmare, which is their song about Nightmare on Elm Street. Followed about a month later by Thank God It's Friday, which, as you can probably guess, is about Friday, Friday the, the 13th. 13th. Then they released the album art front and back for their album The Silver Scream. Because puns. Yeah. And what was cool, at least at the time, was... or I mean, it is still cool, but at the time it was awesome because they released all of the song titles, but not what the movies were. Mm-hmm. So we had to guess, like, what they were, and we're like, okay, so, like, Rockin' the Boat, definitely about Jaws. You know, uh, Jig is Up, I was an idiot, had no idea. And then everyone was like, Saw. I'm like, fucking obviously. <laughs> like, Stabbing in the Dark, I'm like, it's probably Halloween. Um, so, yeah. They have um, Nightmare on Elm Street, think uh, Friday the 13th, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Saw, 
um, The Crow, yeah. which their song A Grave Mistake is is one of the aforementioned not as heavy ones. Mm-hmm. And A Grave Mistake is a is an amazing song. Um, I'm I can't believe we didn't go out on A Grave Mistake for. Uh, did we actually? I don't on? remember if we did or not. We might have, and I just didn't. At the very least, we definitely talked about doing it yeah. early on. Uh, well, uh, if we did, and you look back, yeah, that's a grave mistake. It's mm-hmm. great. Um, after a grave mistake is the weirder half of the album. Um, I know Edward Scissorhands is, a, is one. Oh, Jaws. Jaws yeah. is after that one. Edward Scissorhands, Devil's Rejects. Um, um, Mary Axmas is about Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Um, and then it is the end. Oh, and um, Enjoy Your Slaves about The Shining, mm-hmm. uh, which was the song initially that bridged the gap between the two eras. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, they should make more songs about this. And even now, I mean, obviously, okay, The Silver Scream blew them up. It was amazing. It was the album's a huge them. hit. They made like music videos for about half of the songs that are mm-hmm. all just again micro versions of the movie starring the band. There was like a through line of the singer like in therapy being like, "I'm having these nightmares where like my band is there and there's this guy killing people," and like it's supposed to insinuate that Spencer is like this closeted murderer mm-hmm. that I'm still not convinced he n- isn't. <laughs> 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 like I really want that. I told you yesterday. Like I want that to be like the big reveal when Horrorwood comes out is that he's actually just a murderer and goes to prison as the album comes out and it blows up even bigger. Um, but, you know, that album came out. I mean, I introduced you to it and yeah. you picked up on it. And then uh, two years after it had come out, it they had a uh, the Silver Scream, the final cut, mm-hmm. which had acoustic versions of like five songs yeah. Um, including Thank God It's Friday, which is my favorite acoustic one. Thank God It's Friday, Stabbing in the Dark, Savages. And Grave Mistake. Grave Mistake. Uh, as, long, as well as two other songs. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sitting there going like, okay, I know Spencer well enough. I know his favorite horror movies. He specifically did not make one about Scream. And specifically didn't make one about Psycho slash American Psycho. That I know that are his two favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember asking him when I when I did the uh, the horror trivia thing. I'm like, right. why didn't you make like not like a why didn't you make a song on stream? Like you know like like what was it about? Like maybe just not make the album, you know? And he's like, we didn't want to make it unless we knew it was gonna do it justice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's fucking fair because again, Spencer is just me. If I knew how to write music, he's like, I'm not gonna do a song just for shit's sake. It's gotta be good for the movie, mm-hmm. which was good that they waited. Because with the final cut, they also dropped a cover of Thriller by Michael Jackson, which rules. It's awesome. Especially live, that song fucking kills. Mm-hmm. Um, and Your Number's Up, which is about Scream. More particularly, it's about the first scene of the first Scream movie with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And what's awesome about all the songs, a- any of them, are that not only do they have all the references and the lyrics, a lot of times they'll also include parts of the score in the song Mm -hmm. as well as bits from the movie like the song starts out with him calling her and like he'll say stuff the actual character does say Mm -hmm. um i love your numbers up is amazing it like that song came out and i'm like this song's like kind of intense well yeah because you sent me that because that was my freshman year at school yeah yeah college and you sent me the link to that one more it was you I thought you lived with me at that time. 
No, that's just when I... Freshman year was when the album came out. Because it was October of my sophomore year, which was your freshman year. That's right. Silver Scream came out that year. Um, the final cut came out in 2019. So I, I guess a year. So it was right later. before I. It's when I basically lived. Yeah, with it's you when. Guys. You, well, it was when I was like, they made a song about Scream. Do you want to listen to it? And I didn't know if you liked metal or not. I'm like, mm-hmm. but you'll appreciate like the dedication. Yeah. Because I was showing you the music videos. Because I'm like, it's fun. Because like they just made Halloween, but like on a small scale. And then you were like started to listen to it, and I'm like, okay, good. He's like kind of hooked onto it. So this whole time, obviously, you know, we couldn't, they didn't tour over quarantine because we mm-hmm. would have seen them. Because, yeah. like, you still haven't seen them, and it would, it's going to be so great. I can't wait. I've seen them, one, two, I think, four times now. Okay. Uh, twice since The Silver Scream has come out, and their shows now are just, like, every song Spencer goes and dresses up as a new character and comes out. Every member of the band is dressed as a as a different character. All the songs are like he acts it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like you can tell they really enjoy this. Yeah, and everyone in the crowd fucking loves it. So obviously, everyone's like, "When are you gonna make songs about X Y Z horror movie and this and that and all that stuff?" And I'm thinking like, okay, they didn't start out as a horror movie band. I know obviously mm-hmm. they were inspired by a lot of it, but they didn't make songs about horror movies all the time. Yeah. So I don't want them to be in a position where all of these millions of or hundreds of thousands of fans they've accumulated with a silver scream are disappointed when the next album is just normal music again. Mm-hmm. And I don't want the gatekeeper metalcore fans to be like, stop just making songs about horror movies. So I'm like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. So I was talking to Steph, and I'm like, well, what if they just like split it down the middle? They do some horror movie songs and some new songs. And then about a week later, <laughs> like, because I knew over quarantine they were uh they were recording new music mm-hmm. especially because they released um a semi parody of uh, Stacy's mom called Jason's mom which i which love is so good and i'm so glad they finally put it on spotify after like a fucking year i love that song yeah, so much cuz for the longest time <laughs> look so... up that song please look up it's it's an acoustic song so it's not going to be a big metal song mm-hmm. but it's really funny well, it's for, really good for the longest time it was one of my go-to songs to listen to and sing along to in the shower yeah, in the I, morning you did it the other day i listened to it I'm like well, yeah. Jason's mom well it's so much easier now cuz back when it was just on youtube i'd have to like set up a yeah, youtube playlist and now i can just throw it on my cue on Spotify, so well, it'll just listen better, too. Well, you always, at least at school, you would listen to the acoustic songs, namely Thank God It's Friday, which is my favorite one, mm-hmm. and um, Stabbing in the Dark, and then this one. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, because those are all good ones to sing. For me now, it's hip to be scared. Yeah. I've been listening to that song nonstop for 50 hours, pretty much. <laughs> so, Okay. So they've been making new music. I was like, okay, it's only a matter of time. I'm like, they're definitely going to make a song about Child's Play, and they're definitely going to make a song about American Psycho mm-hmm. because they've been talking about those songs for fucking years. They just, I feel like they just haven't gotten them right, and they just didn't want to do it until they were good. Yeah. Because a Child's Play song is going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, it's going to be the new It Is The End, like I guarantee. I bet. Because uh, they, they end, they end all their concerts with It Is The End as the encore. Uh, especially because the way that song ends is very, like, finality-like. Especially mm-hmm. because it's the last song on the album. Yeah. Uh, so, they announced that they were going to be releasing a new song. And uh, they put up a 30-second teaser for it. And I'm like, 
This is a song about American Psycho. I can't fucking wait. One day we might cover American Psycho on the show. You haven't even seen it yet. But American Psycho is a strange movie. It's a more or less a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just very odd, especially because it's told through the definition of an unreliable narrator. Okay. To the point that the ending is up for debate even today after like 30 years of the movie being out. Like okay. the book is way different than the movie and has its own questions about its endings and its motives. If you solely just watch it as a, you know, less thematic and just more slasher type movie, I feel like you'll get a lot more out of it than if you try to like equate a lot of it to like themes and shit. Because okay. it's a really fun cult movie because it's just full of bonker scenes. Namely, uh, it starts Christian Bale and uh, Jared Leto, who's mm-hmm. then the Joker, Christian Bale, obviously, Batman. Uh, there's a scene, and it's not much of a spoiler because it's like the most famous scene in the movie, mm-hmm. where uh, Christian Bale's c- character, Patrick Bateman, who is this like wealthy, young, rich, like Wall Street guy who is like a complete sociopath. Yeah. And he's like not very good at hiding it, but because everyone is so like weird and rich they like don't notice get notice it which is kind of like part of the appeal of the movie is like some people argue that it's just like a massive call for help and that none of it actually happened mm-hmm. and how i like to think about it is that he is actually a murderer and they just covered his tracks because he's rich and he's just like what's the fun of doing this if i don't get caught mm-hmm. um so oh. Yeah, I know. It's that kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would say um, we might not cover it on the show because uh, it's definitely not for amateurs. Like, it's there's a lot of problematic stuff in there. Okay. Um, it's definitely not a first date movie. And I would know because I watched it on a first date. But oh, um, she requested it. And mm. I was like, are you sure? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, fine. Um, but, uh, so this scene, Jared Leto is his, like, rival. He's, like, Mm -hmm. he's this guy who's even younger, even richer, even more handsome than him, and as a sociopath, he just can't handle that. I mean, even his business card is better than Patrick's, and he can't have that. So he gets him drunk, brings him back to his apartment, where he's set up, like, a Dexter-style kill room, uh, that's like newspaper all over the floor. He puts on a raincoat that just looks like a uh, like a blazer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the things about Patrick is that he's really into music, like to an annoying degree. So he brings him into his apartment and he puts on Huey Lewis and the News, the song "Hip to Be Square," which mm-hmm. people probably would hear would know if they heard it. And essentially, he's just kind of ranting about how this song is this like lyrical masterpiece and then he kills Jared Leto with an axe <laughs> during Hip to Be Square. Uh so Ice Nine Kills' song about American Psycho is called Hip to Be Scared. Which it's is a fun. stretch, but I like it. Yeah, almost all of their songs are are puns, yeah. which is I appreciate. Uh and I know clearly that you do as well. Oh, absolutely. Um 
And what's also great about this one, especially for me, and probably less so for you, and I, I showed it to my brother, and he didn't get it as much either. Mm-hmm. The song doesn't make as much sense if you don't know the movie. And I feel like a lot of the fan response has been like, it's a mess song. I'm like, I think it's because most of you haven't seen this weird, obscure, problematic horror movie and probably wouldn't like it if you did. So, like, let me have this, <laughs> this song. <Yeah. laughs> like, let me and the weird fans who like this movie have this. Because there's a whole breakdown in the song where uh, Spencer literally does that scene, but with the silver scream. So it's this like, little breakdown that's kind of to the tune of Hip to be Square, mm-hmm. where he's like, do you like Ice Nine Kills? The early work was a little bit too seen for me, but when the Silver Scream came out, I think they really came into their own. And just goes off and like does that scene. Um, and uh, my other, I guess just the last thing I'll say, uh, in addition to the video being mm-hmm. just the movie again, uh, there's a scene in the movie where he kind of snaps and goes on a, like a berserker kill spree and uh, thinks the cops are coming after him and he holds himself up in his office and calls his lawyer and is like just running through the list of people he's killed and how he's killed them. And it's just like a complete breakdown scene. It's awesome. Especially Christian Bale kills it in that movie. Like okay. see it solely for him alone. Even if you're, if it's, uh, if you don't like it, he's great in it. Okay. But the my favorite part of the song, in addition to that, is uh, he called the Spencer quote unquote is calling his lawyer, talking about the people that he's killed, which is interesting because it seems like the through line of this new album, which has been titled "The Silver Scream Two: Welcome to Horrorwood," is that the story of the music videos in the last album has been like loosely being like Spencer's low key a murderer. Mm-hmm. This album is gonna be like. He is a murderer, and the album is, like, his confession of how he did it. And, like, each movie is just, like, how he did it. Mm-hmm. And, like, because, like, the names he lists of people he killed in the song, they're not people from the movie. I'm assuming it's people he knows. So it's, like, actually, like, oh, in canon, Mike, who's the guy that, like, designs all the merch, he's, like, I killed Mike. So it's, like, Mike in their canon is also dead. So it's, like, their little fun game they get to play. Mm-hmm. So... If you are a fan of horror at all, or metal music, or just rock music, or just think it's a fun concept, listen to Ice Nine Kills. Give it a, give like, it a listen. Again, if you're not a huge fan of metalcore, I completely understand. Um, it took me a long time when I was in high school to start listening to bands that quote-unquote were screamo. There's people that also scream in them in addition to singing. Uh, but just read the lyrics of mm-hmm. songs. Like, pick... Look at the list of of horror movies they've done. Whatever one's your favorite, like, you know, look up the lyrics and, like, read them. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, The Jig Is Up is my favorite Ice Nine Kills songs. I love Saw. And all the lyrics are just, like, references to Saw. So, I mean, if even if you don't like the song, the lyrics you'll, you'll appreciate because yeah. you, you'll get it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah... <sighs> I'm glad we haven't talked about Ice Nine Kills at all yet, because mm-hmm. we'll have just, like, literally 25 minutes of, here's what Ice oh. Nine Kills is and why it's important to us. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm sure we'll talk about them again once Horrorwood drops Oh, God. When that album October. comes out, we're going to have our own album release party Ooh, on the podcast. It's going to be great. I we should have, like, a listen-through wait. party. We should. Like, if we get, like, a Twitch or something, we should, like, have a listen-through. That'd be kind of fun. That'd be great. Um, 
uh, I guess also shameless plug for Ice Nine Kills' Welcome to Horrorwood, which is supposed to come out in October. October 15th. Um, and you picked up on something that I didn't know about, like the evidence that was. Yeah, there. on their website they have their little evidence files, um, where it has different dates of when more evidence is going to drop, which yeah. to me means more, more music, music and more music videos, predating the album, which is mm-hmm. their sixth piece of evidence on October fifteenth. So they drop a piece a month. It nice. looks like. I mean, normally this is just now a music conversation, but. Whenever I'm like a band I'm excited for is gonna release an album, I want a maximum of two singles. Mm-hmm. I don't want half the album already out because then like the rest of it's not special because like I've heard most of it already. Yeah. Um, Breaking Benjamin did that with their latest album where they released literally half of it before the album. Although in retrospect, I think it was a good idea because if I had only heard two of those songs and then listened to the whole album it would have blown my mind even more than it already did. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it was like, listen, you guys aren't going to be able to handle this album all at once. So like, let's have all of it. So, I mean, if Horrorwood is like that, I'm totally fine I'm with good. that. I'm good with Especially that. Especially because I have a strong feeling it'll be like American Psycho, Child's Play, Hellraiser, and then like some other weird one. And then the rest of the albums. Like mm-hmm. all the songs, every, like the top three songs everyone voted for. Like... During the silver, like the interim of the silver screen, when I'm pretty sure they were just getting ideas for what to write next, mm-hmm. there were so many polls about like what horror movies should we do, and overwhelmingly, the majority were for Psycho, Hellraiser, and Child's Play. Interesting. Like American Psycho oh, yeah. slash Psycho. Um, so I was like, those are gonna get made, bar none, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, anything from there will just be a fun surprise of. Especially now that we're at this podcast and we're going to be watching more shit, it'll be like things we may not have otherwise watched. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for this album, I wouldn't have seen The Crow. Like, we wouldn't have ever covered The Crow because I wouldn't have ever, like, been intrigued enough to see what it was all about. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't know. It, I feel like it's cool because music fans can get drawn into horror that way and horror fans can get and drawn into, into music, music that way. Because, I mean... Ice Nine Kills and all of their, like, colleagues are, like, my favorite type of music, mm-hmm. where it's rock to metal, but it's clearly written by people that have a lot of, like, production and musical, like, genius mm-hmm. to make something song to song that is just so different, um, and even from album to album that is so different. Um, I love that Ice Nine Kills uses, you know, like, full bands a lot of the time yeah um for it is the end they had their friends from less than jake the ska band come in and play horns because clowns and horns go together Mm -hmm. um they've had like guest vocalists come on uh love bites i forgot about that one on the silver screen on that one's also just like a love ballad it's not a metal song Uh, it's about american werewolf in london that uh, the the female singer on that is a woman by the name of Chelsea Tamage, which who is in Doctor Sleep and Stranger Things, and it's just a friend of Spencer and his fiance uh, Nadia's. So they're just like, hey, you want to be in this? And then like she was in Doctor Sleep like the following spring. Mm-hmm. So it was just cool to be like, you know, they bring in musical people and oh, um, the guy that's on the acoustic of Thank God It's Friday is a name by the name of Ari Lenman, who uh, 
is in a band called First Jason because when he was a boy, he was Jason Voorhees at the end of the original Friday the 13th movie. When mm-hmm. Jason comes out of the lake as like he's maybe 14 and grabs the main girl, he's that guy. Mm-hmm. And I guess the last thing I could say for this episode uh, is my quick anecdote of when I met that guy on accident. Uh, when I went to go see Ice Nine Kills, uh, it was the last concert actually before COVID. It was uh, the day after Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving. I saw him at the House of Blues in Chicago, and uh, Ari was there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know until later, but uh, so they were doing their Silver Scream tour, so it was going to be like a full show, every fucking thing. The final cut had been out, so they were playing those new songs too. Uh, so I'm getting ready to go to the bathroom, and like a lot of merch tables are around there. So some people are waiting by the bars, people are waiting by the merch tables, people are waiting for the bathroom. So I don't know what. So I kind of get to the end of where some people are standing. There's a guy next to me by the bar, and I'm like, I look at him, I'm like, oh, are you waiting in line for the bathroom? And he's like, no, nah, man, that line's over there. And I'm like, thanks, and I go to the bathroom. And then during the show, after they play Thank God It's Friday, there's like a little booth, like on the side of the stage like it's not like a box like in a theater it's Mm -hmm. like on the side of the stage like there's people up there like like friends of the band and like techs and whatnot that are there watching the show and there's this guy up there like big hair like this guy is very like like if you look up a picture of Ari Lemon he's a very striking looking guy he's got Mm -hmm. weird hair and a beard Um, and he's up there losing his mind during the song and um, at the end of the song it's fun because they have a bit where they the music gets all light and soft, like at the end of the original Friday the 13th when she's mm-hmm. in the boat. And you think the movie's over. And it comes in with one last breakdown like for when he jumps in and gets her. And uh, during that bit, Spencer looked up and regarded as like, you know, like, Ari Lemon first Jason, you know. And I'm like, holy shit, that was the guy that I saw at the bar. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. That's like, the that's first Jason. That's the guy. Um... So that was a fun, that's the closest brush to, like, the fame that I've ever had. Um, I don't know. You got into Ice Night Kills later. What's, like, the draw? For, I mean, I don't I don't know if you listened to a lot of, like, rock music when you were younger. Like, what was the big draw for this? So for me, the biggest draw from Ice Nine Kills was that horror element. Because I haven't listened to a whole lot of their prior to Every Trick in the Book yeah. albums. I've mostly stuck myself to... There's Silver Scream stuff. Because I do really enjoy it when a band or even a kind of music has a very specific theme that it's following. And I loved getting to follow these horror yeah. movies that I've oh, I've loved for years at this point. Like, that's one of the reasons I loved when they dropped Scream because that was one of the first horror movies yeah. I watched. Well, and I watched that and, like, I was listening to it at work. And they get to the end bit, which is the like that musical swelling score when her parents find uh, her like hanging from the tree. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to them like, they fucking put in the music from that bit from them. Like, they just did every conceivable because Spencer is like the biggest horner that I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. So he gets into the nitty gritty to make it perfect, which I to- I absolutely respect. So I mean. If they ever like, if, if any of the songs that we've we've described are your favorite horror movie, you're gonna appreciate the song even just on the like attention to detail alone. Even mm-hmm. if you don't like a lot of the song, like I've seen people like do reactions of it, like to like stabbing in the dark, 
and they're like, I didn't like all this agreeing, blah, 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 but they're like, but I did like the video because they would show the video and they're like, that's cool that they did Halloween. Mm -hmm. And then the guy would be, because it's fair to say that you can't always tell sometimes what they're saying unless you like have heard it several times and you can take up. Um, so have the lyrics out and you can, you can follow it along. And then it's like, Oh, obviously they're saying that. Mm -hmm. Uh, so she didn't hear all of the lyrics. They have like the chorus and all the like clean vocal parts that are not specifically saying Michael Myers or Halloween or whatever. But then he was like, yeah, the song is based on Halloween. And she was like, no way. And he was like, yeah, these lyrics are this. And she's like, that's so cool. Like immediately that connection is made. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes like, wow, someone took time to like appreciate this art so much that they made their own art about it. Which is so cool, and I love that so much. 